Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with the Empire Life Podcast, where we talk with founders from all around the world on their challenges and the companies that they founded. We're Empire Life, and we help entrepreneurs to launch online empires. And today, I am so thankful and grateful to be with another podcast, a fellow podcaster. He's written several books. His name is Tommy Baker. He's a breakthrough coach, and he helps extract the greatness from people, really super focused on mindset and clarity and developing that game plan that you know you have within you, though you're not, it's, it may be laying dormant, you're not quite sure how to tap into that, and I'll hand it over to Tommy to talk a little bit more about himself. Well, Allison, thank you so much. I couldn't be more excited. I love the word empire. It's so powerful, and, uh, and thank you for that beautiful intro. And, and just to just carry on on that point, I, I do believe that we all have that. Everybody has it, no matter who they are, who they've been, or where they currently are in life. And so a lot of times, it's just ourselves that is our, in our own way. And once we can get past that, anything can happen. Perfect. And <clears throat> Tommy, can you tell us a little bit more about your journey on how you got to being a breakthrough coach and focus, super focused on mindset. Like what, what was Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now. And so, um, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. It's been a fun journey. It's been a hard journey and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but I started out in the fitness industry and I started by growing two gyms and I started to see a clear demarcation between people who saw amazing results and those that didn't. And I was just very curious from a human behavior component what separated these two? And I knew it wasn't the reps or the sets or all of that stuff. And it was all between the ears. And so identifying that and working through that myself with hundreds of clients, thousands of clients, and then traveling uh, the world, uh, learning from the best, specifically in fitness, I just noted that the principles were the same and they all came down to their mindset. Um, and that's when I was really inspired um, to ultimately sell the fitness business and, uh, and create a new brand and a new platform called Resist Average Academy, which really took my, uh, my decade experience in fitness industry and then my obsession with human behavior, psychology, neuroscience, uh, mindset, uh, performance, and everything in between, and, uh, and create a content platform and also uh, group experiences and live, uh, live events and, and books and, and whatnot. That is fantastic. That's amazing. So what, what are some of the challenges along that path that you will say you, they were areas of improvement for you, things that you, once you overcame that, it was like you up-leveled in your, in your business, up-leveled in your personal life? Absolutely. I'll do one that's really tangible and in the trenches, and then I'll do another one that's more esoteric. The first one was letting go of control of my fitness business. Uh, I was the brand. My energy was all over the place. Um, and I knew that in order to grow the way I wanted to, I had to start to extract myself from the face of the business and focus on my zone of genius at the time, which was marketing, communication, um, and you know, uh, growing the business, the operations of the business, et cetera, et cetera. But I had this issue. I had this challenge because people were buying into the gym and they were buying me. And so I had to come to a really clear decision and a hard decision that I was going to step away. It was very uncomfortable and I lost a lot of clients because they wanted me there all the time, 24-7. And I had to make a decision. Do I please my clients and stay capped at a certain revenue and not grow and not fulfill my vision at the time? Or do I make the hard decision and then become a master at hiring amazing people to replace me, to duplicate me, to grow the vision in a powerful way? And so that was one of my biggest challenges uh, that I ever experienced. And uh, going through that, 
so many lessons, but the, ultimately it was the power of uh, stepping back and releasing control. I think as entrepreneurs, when we create something that's our baby, our creation, we, we initially were so in, we're doing every part of the thing, and it's like an ego boost, and it's our creation. But at some point, if we really want to grow and identify our zone of genius and really spend the time there, then we have to step back and release control. Yeah, it's, it's very hard for me too, to release control and delegate. And I come back to the word a lot of times, facilitator. Okay, what's my real intention here? Absolutely. As, as, your inter, as your company expands and you start to have more and more clients, and this leads into the next question, like how do you really protect your energy and prevent those energy leaks? Because like you were saying, we can't be everywhere at, at once. And that's the only way to scale. That's a huge, huge up-leveling way to scale, to be able to step back and be more of a facilitator. Absolutely. And how, what's your opinion on that? How? Yeah, and, and you, said, you said the word. It's, just, it's creating what I call ruthless boundaries. And uh, it, it goes back to uh, having immense amounts of self-awareness around how you operate. Uh, so, for example, for me specifically, um, I consider myself an odd blend of highly introverted at times and highly extroverted at times. And if I blend those two worlds, it can become very chaotic. So, for example, if I'm creating content as a writer, I want to be in a place or if I'm working on marketing campaign, I don't want to be around anybody that's going to, uh, you know, drain my energy. My staff in my fitness business never understood this. You know, they wanted this open door policy. They never understood what I was doing in the back, growing the business. Uh, but that's one world, right? And then there's the other world where uh, I'm, I'm servicing my clients. I'm in front. I'm giving them the energy that they need. I'm, I'm guiding them. I'm, I'm doing fulfillment and all that stuff. And so it becomes very important as an entrepreneur to know your energy, your personal energy, and then create ruthless boundaries around that. So you know when you're in a client uh, meeting and you're fulfilling, that you're in that role at your utmost capacity. And also, when you're doing the back, you're doing marketing, operations, content creation, all the stuff that takes creative energy, you're fully there as well. And it's a really fine line. One of the best tips that I can give for people out there is to really double your rate to saying no, because you're being pulled in so many directions already and if you say yes to one thing, it means saying no to something else. Sometimes you have to say no to clients. Sometimes you have to say no to employees. Sometimes you have to say no to something that might seem exciting, might seem like an opportunity, but it's going to distract you from your zone of genius and your focus in your business. Yes, that's so true. I find myself saying no a lot more too as we expand. It's great. Um, <laughs> it is great. And right, a lot of times it's instantaneous. I just the other day, a few days ago, I said no in, in the energy space. Like, this is not an alignment. And within two hours, there was something that came as an opportunity with an exact, exact same. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, and it's, like, it's, it's almost, and, and you don't want to expect that because if you expect it, then you create energy that might push it away. But it is so beautiful when you do that. Because when you say no to something that's out of alignment, you know deep down, we all know when stuff is out of alignment. We just talk ourselves into it. We rationalize. Yeah, like uh, we're going to make extra revenue from this, et cetera, et cetera. But we know when it's not in alignment, when we say no to that, something else comes along that is much more powerful and much more in line with where we are in our evolution. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the, the person's, <clears throat> even the person's words and what they were telling me, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, that's how I feel too. It was just there was nothing more that I could have even imagined or expected, even if I had expected it. And I didn't, like you said, 
though. They were saying what I wanted the other, the other party to say yes. that wasn't in alignment. And I, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, this is, it was just, it all comes together. It totally. <laughs> yeah. And what are some of your tips on, I love your philosophy in, as you called it, taking inventory and really that self-preservation, protecting your energy. Can you go more into detail on that and like how Absolutely. people can implement and like also tips on how somebody can implement it? Even Absolutely. Today. So I, I just like, I use the word bandwidth lots and not, I don't, I don't sell any, you know, internet, internet, uh, <laughs> uh, my band. But what I do is, is um, really, we all have limited energy. Like we know this. And when I say energy, I just mean the life force, the creative life force, the bandwidth that we have on a daily basis, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We've all been at those places where we are just drained and the, the work that happens after that, our cup is just full and we go above and beyond that. The work that happens after that is not, not only not fulfilling, it's just not productive, it's not creative or anything in between. And so I start out with people, I say, fantastic, let's take inventory of those four quadrants of life. And let's identify one thing right now, because we all have right now, if I did this right now to myself, I would identify one thing. And we could also identify one thing with you, Allison, is that there's one thing right now in each of the quadrants that is taking your energy that you know is not the right fit. It could be something really, really small. It could be a habit or a routine where you're, you know, at the end of the day, you're spending 90 minutes watching Netflix and that's just taking, out, taking your energy away from you. It could be something as small as that, or maybe it's something bigger. Maybe it's something, a relationship that you're a part of, both personal or professional, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it's a, a, a physical routine that you have or don't have. And so we look at the four areas. We pick one to release, to identify and to release. And I like to delete first before we add anything new because in a world where we have so much going on, everybody's busy 24-7, stacking more habits and more rituals and more things to do, it's simply not going to work. So we start out, we identify one thing, and then we delete that, and then we don't do anything for a little while. We enjoy that new space and see creatively what might come in. And then later on, we can get more strategic and actually put stuff in there that's in line with our vision. But that's what I would give the listeners for a takeaway in terms of taking inventory and uh, and deleting one thing in each quadrant. Perfect. I love that. And can you, you had written an, an article called the six untold secrets of entrepreneurs. Where can somebody find that? And can you tell us a little bit more on that? Absolutely. So that's on medium right now or Tommy dash Baker.com where my writing lives. And it was an article to give people the real story. And uh, so I, I, I talked about how, for years, uh, when I was really struggling early on with my fitness business, I would go to the gas station and uh, only put 10 bucks in. And the reason I would only put 10 bucks in is because I truly didn't know where the rest was gonna come and I needed to save money for groceries. And uh, even to this day, oddly enough, I took a road trip the other day, I did that so many times that I, my mind still wants to stop at 10, even now when it's, I'm in a completely different reality. But anyways, in this article, I just wanted to give people a dose of what it's going to take because I feel that a lot of people are jumping into it for the wrong reasons and they jump into it for the wrong reasons and they have these huge expectations. And the moment the first challenge hits, they say, this is not for me. And so I, will, I actually find the realistic story to be much more empowering than the glitz and the social media and the big PayPal deposits, like much more empowering because it sets up for realistic expectations. And I always ask people for any business, are you willing to give me 36 months, or, uh, 36 months of your life. Are you willing to do that? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not a good fit and you're in it for the wrong reasons because you just want to make some cash. And there's a lot of other, other, other better ways that you can make cash and not deal with the pressures of entrepreneurship. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, this is my third company. We've been, we've been a little more than a year now and it's even after you've done it several times, there's still different pressures and things that come up every day where you're moving through those almost like you're up leveling emotional expansions such yes. as before you have a live event before we had our last live event and a little more than 40 influencers came. I was having some huge emotional expansions like my sinuses were hurting and totally. like it. How did, how do you, how do you move through that with your clients or how do you personally go through that? It's understanding that, uh, so I call it, uh, expansion requires contraction. Um, and so let's just say you go to a, a powerful seminar and you experience this, this new reality that's possible for you. Many times people will get sick or feel not depressed, but out of it for a week after that. And that's because you expanded your reality and then the universe like doesn't, there's like universal laws. When you expand the reality, it's going to come back to homeostasis. Now your set point is higher than it originally was but you're always going to have a momentary contraction. For example, when I came out with my first book, it was a big creative project. It was my first book. I had all the creative energy going through it. The week of the book launch, one day I woke up and I just started crying. Just started crying. And I, I, 90% of the days I'm waking up energetic and ready to go. So what did I do? I went hiking. I went floating. I think I got a massage. I mean, I did all of these things to try to help it and nothing worked. And what I realized was I had leveled up. I had, brought something to light. I had birthed a book and that for a moment, for that one day, because it was only 24 hours, I literally had to let go. I canceled a couple podcast interviews because I just wasn't going to show up inauthentically. And I had nothing. And I wasn't hard on myself. I didn't judge myself for crying and having emotions over releasing a book. I understood that I had grown and that I was going to contract for a day or two, maybe three days, whatever it may be. But my new set point would be higher. And so whenever we're pushing the limits, of growth and success and new revenues and new targets, this is going to happen. It's part of life and understanding that not being so hard on ourselves. Mm. Wow. That is so juicy. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> That's yeah, I was a mess during my book launch week. I was <laughs> crying. I was just a total mess. <laughs> well, yeah. And that, yeah, like making space for yourself, making space for that expansion and being able to communicate that. How did you communicate that to the podcast interviewees? Yeah, and I was just, I'm just very, uh, very honest about it. I was very honest about it because, and, and, and now I've, I've learned that there are specific seasons in life when you're really pushing really hard for a certain project, and then you got to create a buffer. Because what I did after that first book was that I went to go write my second book right after. And I had just released this massive creative energy out into the world, and I didn't give myself a buffer. And it's just, even on a micro level, giving ourselves buffers, right? Like if we work till seven o'clock, and then we have a date night planned at eight o'clock and we're working and we're working right up to that date night. Then we're in two places at once. Half our head is still in business. And then we're trying to be present when our relationship doesn't work. And so I've really going back to boundaries and all of this stuff mm -hmm. and, and space, I've really become a master just setting, um, setting buffers between activities that I'm doing so I can be fully there and get enough space to recover, recharge. And then when I show up, I'm all in. Yeah. <clears throat> That's very true. And a lot of times, sometimes for me in past relationships, I tended also, they asked me one question about what I was doing if I didn't give a buffer. And I'm like, whoa, I want to talk about this. And I'm so excited. Though, if you kind of give yourself that buffer, then you can download somewhat with yourself before you go into that 
situation. Would you say that can be the case? Absolutely. And I just do like simple routines, simple habits, setting an intention, like closing your eyes for a few minutes, taking a few deep breaths, slowing everything down and saying, what is my intention when I walk into this room? Right? When I walk into this room, when I walk into my, my home life, I'm, I'm going to be present and I'm going to connect. I'm not producing anymore. Your producer person part of yourself can stay over at the co-working space or wherever you were before. You're going to walk in and you're going to connect. And so just one word intentions for me and a lot of my clients have proved really valuable uh, to make sure that that space is sacred and you're fully present. That's perfect. That's perfect, Tommy. So what are, before we hop off, Tommy, and thank you so much for everything, it's, you've even helped me as well, like all, so My many pleasure. amazing, amazing tips. What are some gold nuggets before we hop off that you would like to share with the tribe, wherever they are in their entrepreneurial journey, something they can implement today, something they may be like, what? I never thought about that, like an aha moment. Absolutely. So I would start out with falling in love with completion and falling in love with taking something to the end. And what I've noticed in entrepreneurship is that people get really high off the start because it's a great dopamine hit and it's new and it's exciting, whether that's a, a project or a task that we must do or just even launching their own business for the first time. Um, but rarely does that, that project or, or whatever we're creating, do we go to completion? And completion to me is both on a micro level. So let's say, for example, when I was writing my book, I, my target was 500 words a day. And it didn't matter if I was exhausted on a road trip. There was no, nothing that was going to get in the way of 500 words a day. Um, and so I, I started to flex that muscle of completion. And to me, it's very important because if you don't complete at the low stakes situations, which 500 words a day is a very low stakes situations, very small amount of words, it's not that big, um, then I can't, I can't walk into a big sales meeting or something um, that's really going to move the needle of my business and take it to completion if I haven't put in the work beforehand. So for entrepreneurs out there, fall in love with the art and science of completion and see your goals to the very end go 100% because that gives you the confidence that when something else comes up, you're going to finish it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much, Tommy, for being here with us. And It's been an absolute pleasure. Perfect. How can people contact you from moving forward if they wanted to work with you for the breakthrough coaching? Absolutely. So the best place to find me is any, uh, is, is my podcast, which is resist average Academy, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, et cetera, et cetera. There's a hundred episodes on there. We release two a week. Um, and if you want to find out more, go to resistaveragecademy.com. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.